And I'm really excited to talk about this. This is something that I think is going to follow really well with what Josh talked about stewardship two weeks ago. Brando, thanks for for kicking us off. Uh, Before we start, I'd just like to to bow our heads and we'll open in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today. Thank you for everyone able to make it tonight to midweek. I know that Wednesdays at 7 can be tough to get to, but um, everyone made it and uh, made it a priority to be here. And I pray that you can open our hearts, open our minds. I pray that you can give us clarity tonight through the tiredness or through anything that happened today that's on our minds that we can, that we can focus on your word and that we can come before you and learn about serving. Amen. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 So I want to start off, I'm not trying to pick on anyone who isn't, but who is actually reading this book, The Spiritual Disciplines? Who's reading it? By show of hands. Very good. So this isn't going to come as any surprise, but we all have different talents, right? Different gifts. Talked a little bit about that last week with Josh. Is Iggy around? First thing that comes to my mind is Iggy, right? I mean, no one has a smile like Iggy. He can use that anywhere he goes in the kingdom. We've got Justin who can grill anything. And he's like borderline inappropriate sometimes with the jokes, which I, which I really appreciate. I think, I think it's great. Nick's got a neck that can support a pina. That's pretty impressive. And I'm pretty sure Brandon can get anyone to study the Bible. I, I, I think it's just, you know, it's a gift. Um, so... One of my gifts that I think God, God gave me is, is discipline. Um, and it's something that when I saw the, the name of this book, I was, ex, I was excited to read it. Um, but uh, I get up at 4.30 every day. I go have my quiet time. I go to the gym. Then I go to school. Then I come home and do, do the family thing. And then go to bed eventually and, and put it on repeat every day. Um, another thing that, that I enjoy, um, but uh, I don't bring it up because it's necessarily a talent, though, uh, is is hockey? Yeah. Um, and we're gonna. This is a little one of my favorite gifts. One of my favorite things about hockey is the physical aspect. Um, so Alex Ovechkin is one of the greatest hockey players to ever play. Uh, he's up there with the with the Wayne Gretzky's, with the Sidney Cosby's, um, equally as good as as them. Um, and sometimes I feel like my Christian walk, at least, can feel like the other player in white. I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> But here, this guy, he made it to the NHL, right? So he is the top, very small percentage of hockey players in the world. He has the puck. He's going full speed down the boards. And in hockey, when you have the puck and you're going full speed at an opponent, and the opponent is not moving very fast, typically they're pretty easy to get around. And this isn't some guy who hasn't skated, right? He's, he's in the NHL. And then all of a sudden, bam, Ovechkin just drills him. I love it. Open ice hit. But sometimes I can feel like that. And, and honestly, when I read this book, what I expected when I first opened it was, great, there are some disciplinary things that I'm going to read in this book that I'm going to be able to integrate into, into my own life, into my already disciplined schedule, my already you know, gifts that I believe God has given me. Um, and I didn't even get through chapter one. And I felt like that guy who got drilled <laughs> by Ovechkin. This, this book, if you're not reading it, I really recommend that you read it. It's, um, um, it really showed me that I'm very disciplined in things of the world. But when it comes to godly discipline, um, I'm, I'm lacking greatly. Uh, the good thing about our gifts 
is our gifts can be redirected. They're not something that, mm. that if we're, we're very skilled worldly in a way, it right. doesn't mean that we can't use it for, for godly methods, but something that, that needs to be redirected. Amen. So um, early on in this book, 1 Timothy 4, verse 7. I'm going to have all the scriptures up on the, up on the presentation, so you don't need to go there. But if you'd like to go there, you certainly can. Um, and the end of that, that verse says, exercise yourself toward godliness. Um, and I really, that, that this verse really jumped out at me. Um, disciplines aren't something that, that come easy. Um, if you want to get strong, you have to go to the gym every day um, and work at it, right? And if you want to be strong in, in the ways of God and in the disciplines of God, we have to work at it every day. Um, and one of, those, one of those ways is serving. And that's what we're going to get into today. Now, when I think of serving, um, this group of guys uh, comes to my mind first. Um, some of you may have met them. These are, uh, they were eight. Now there are only seven that came back this time. But, but eight guys from Mexico who left Mexico and they leave for seven months every year. And they come to Maine uh, and they work and make money for their families. Um, and these guys happen to move in. We live in a duplex. We live on the first floor, and they happen to move in upstairs above us the first time they came here. Um, and these eight guys, so they are crammed into a four-bedroom, one-bath duplex upstairs. They get here. They have no car. Um, only two of them speak decent enough English to get around. The rest of them don't, don't speak a lick of English. Uh, we went up there a couple times. They had us up for dinner. And there are literally mattresses in the hallway where these guys are sleeping. Um, and it got me to thinking, you know, these guys leave everything that they, that they know, their families. One guy left, um, his name was German. He got to the States and his son was born two days after he got here. So for seven months, he, he didn't get to see his son. We have FaceTime, but, but that's just not the same. Um, and it got me thinking and, and in reading about this book, Serving, oftentimes, when we look at it, at the big picture, it's something that, that seems really grandiose um, and really impressive. And it is. What these guys are doing for, for their families is, is all of those things. But when you get down to the nitty-gritty day-to-day details of serving, um, sometimes it's harsh and it can be very, very can be a trial and it can be very, very challenging at times. Yeah. So I want us to think about that as we, as we move into this. And Luke 14, 26 really uh, jumped into my mind for this. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Um, If we are really, truly going to be disciples of God and serving God, uh, we have to be willing and, and able to jump into serving for him more than these amazing men are doing for their own families. Um, that's, what this, that's what this verse is saying, but it's something that we need to keep in the back of our minds. So, for those of you that are reading this book, uh, the author lays out six motivations for, for serving. Um, and we're going to run through those six things tonight briefly. Um, these are the six here. Obedience, gratitude, gladness, forgiveness, humility, and love. Amen. So motive number one is obedience. In Deuteronomy 13.4, the Bible reads, uh, Moses is writing this, You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him, and keep his commandments 
and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. So why do we, why do we serve God? It's because God said so. Right? It's like when you were little and you went up to your dad or when Kylie comes up to me, I ask her to do something. She says, but dad, why? And sometimes the, the best answer is because I said so. And oftentimes there is a better reason, but she doesn't understand it. And I think that can be the same way with us sometimes. We're, we're not going to understand everything that God wants and asks us to do. Uh, put another way, John Newton, who was a slave trader turned pastor, and he uh, wrote Amazing Grace. I knew this was going to happen. Um, he said, if two angels were to receive at the same moment a commission from God, one to go down and rule Earth's grandest empire, the other to go and sweep the streets of its meanest village. It would be a matter of entire indifference to each which service fell to his lot, the post of ruler or the post of scavenger, for the joy of the angels lies only in obedience to God's will. This really jumped out at me. I think oftentimes we serve in ways that, that we feel like we want to or that we maybe get something out of, and we'll talk a little bit about that more later. Um, but really, when God asks us to do something, whether that's through another brother or sister, um, through the pastor, or, or just through a feeling, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of guiding you down a certain path, we need to remember this, that it's not always going to be glamorous. It's not always going to be something that, that we feel is important, but, but to God's greater plan. It really is. Amen. So motive number two is gratitude. First Samuel twelve twenty four. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. Amen. So in terms of gratitude, I don't know how often you ponder what your life would have been like without God or or without Jesus. Um, He has done so much for us. He's given us eternity. um, And all we had to do was accept his son for what he did on the cross for our sins. Um, we're literally one heartbeat away from walking through that red door and going into hell instead of going through the blue door and going into heaven. Um, I was thinking about back when I was in college and um, I was asked to play hockey um, at Oklahoma and the first weekend that I was there, hockey players party, but I'd never been in the party scene before. Um, so I went to my first, my first party. I was 18 years old. I think I'd had a, a beer at some point um, in my life, but that was it. Um, so I, I didn't know what alcohol could do. I didn't know. Um, I knew that there were risks involved, but I didn't know where those boundaries were or what they were for me. Um, and that first night, I had a couple of, of players on the team. They asked me to, to join in. We ended up drinking a handle of, of Captain Morgan rum. Um, and that's like a, it's like a gallon of rum. And I don't remember much from that night. Um, but my friends who, who told me about it, my, 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 uh, the other players on the team the next morning, I do remember the next morning cleaning up my mess. I had, I had vomited everywhere, everything that I'd eaten that night. Um, but I remember one, one friend telling me that he, he honestly thought and kind of thinks they should have called 911. They should have escorted me to the hospital because I was, I was in such bad shape. Um, I, I literally, I, I could have died that night. Um, and I wish I could say that was the only time that, that something like that happened, but, but it wasn't. But that's how close we are to going through that red door if we're not disciples. Um, another story of my um, Angie, 
um, has, a, has a close friend here. She's not in the church, but um, her friend's best friend from back home lives in Chicago. And two weeks ago, she was in the mall at uh, the AT&T store just getting phones for her, for her sons. Uh, she had a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old son. And she was uh, purchasing the phones or looking at the phones, I'm not sure. Um, and across the way, outside of the store, there was a group of of people um, getting a little bit of a scuffle or an argument, and a gun went off. Um, that gun hit her in the head and, and killed her on the spot. Wow. She was not involved in, in that group at all. Uh, and it just got me thinking uh, how, how precious life is and, and really how grateful we need to be. We are literally just, uh, I mean, the chances of something like that happening are so minuscule, but they can. And they're all in God's plan, and we don't, we'll ne- I'll never understand that situation. Um, but those are the things that we need to reflect on and, and be thankful for mm. in terms of God giving us eternity. Amen. Number three is gladness. And I couldn't get to gladness without putting Vicky and Leone up there. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. I have never seen Iggy serve in any way in the church without a huge smile on his face. I, I don't even think a frown can happen with, with his musculature, right? But, but that's the way that, that we need to serve, no matter, what, no matter what it is that we're being asked to do or that we're feeling called to do. Um, we need to be glad. And the counter to that is sometimes we can feel um, like we're serving grudgingly or... Um, or grimly, um, and I know that I, I certainly can can fall into that. I and mean, when we do fall into that, uh, we may have a mindset of we're serving out of out of obligation, um, or we may feel like um, we're needing to serve so that we can earn our way to heaven. Which those things those things aren't true. We need to do it because because God already saved us, um, and and that's our our return favor favor to Him, and that's what He asks us to do. Um, Let's jump over to number four. So motive number four is forgiveness um, and not guilt. Isaiah 6, verses 6 through 8. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. And what's important here that I want to highlight um, is that very, very last part where Isaiah is saying, I don't know what you're asking. I don't know what you want me to do, but, but pick me. I, I want to go. Um, C.H. Spurgeon, who was a, a British preacher, uh, the Prince of Preachers is what he was called, uh, put it this way. The child of God works not for life, but from life. He does not work to be saved. He works because he is saved. Um, the, the Christian disciple that, that truly wants to follow God serves because he is forgiven already, not because he wants to serve to be forgiven. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, motive number five is humility. This is in John 13, verses 14 through 16. And Jesus said, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. Um, a part of us, the, the flesh part, 
we touched on this a little bit earlier, can always um, or tends to want to serve in, in ways or in, in aspects or certain actions where we get something out of it. Uh, sometimes it's, it's a reward. Sometimes it's, it's recognition. Um, but those are, those are not the way that, that Christ served. Christ served for others and only for others, not, not for himself. Um, one of the gentlemen that were brought up in this book called this, this act of service and in, in desiring something in return, whether purposefully or not purposely, um, as self-righteous service. Um, and the author talks about needing to eliminate this self-righteous service um, from, from our motives. Um, and he has some challenging questions in the book that, that jumped out at me, and I'm just going to read those. Can you serve your boss and others at work, helping them to succeed and be happy, even when they are promoted and you are overlooked? Can you work to make others look good without envy filling your heart? Can you pray for the ministry of others to prosper when it would cast yours into the shadows? Even though even the world can serve for some type of profit, that serving isn't anything that's that's necessarily special. But what's special about about Christ-like serving is serving without expecting or wanting anything in return. Motive number six is love. And this, uh, for this one, we're going to read Galatians 5, 13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Um, the obvious part of this scripture that jumps out with the serving is, is serve with love. But what really jumped out at me is the, the call to liberty. Sometimes I think as, as disciples, we can feel, um, or maybe the perception of Christianity, is that um, God gives liberty, gives freedom, but there's not something that we have to do in return. Uh, but really, it's, it's a call to freedom. He, he desires us. To, to have a response to his allowing us to spend eternity with him. And that, that call, that, that response that he expects is this serving to others. Um, so it's, it's not just something that's, that's a passive, thank you for this, God. He, he really does expect us to, to serve and to, and to greater his kingdom Amen. with what we are able to do. So those are the, those are the six motives for for serving um but then we kind of get into how do we serve we kind of answered the the why do we serve um but how do we serve and in first peter 4 verse 10 it says each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of god's grace in its various forms if you're a christian that means that you have a spiritual gift that's what this scripture is saying. And that spiritual gift may not be the same as sort of your, your worldly talents or what he's blessed you with that, that are your skills here. Um, and we may not know what our spiritual gifts are, but that's something that, that we should be in the pursuit of finding. Yeah. Um, and the way to find those is, is through serving. Um, so if you're, if you're in here and you don't know what your spiritual gift is, I don't know what mine is. I know a couple of my, what I think are my worldly talents, but I don't know what my spiritual, spiritual gift is. Um, but this is saying that, um, that we have a gift, and I know what it is, but we need to figure out what it is so that we can serve others. And that's, yeah. the, that's the reason that we have that gift. Yes. Um, so this, these, these shapes actually 
mean something. And they um, were presented to me in school, unrelated to, to this talk, but I, but I really liked I really liked the idea, and so we'll carry it here. So the, the larger green circle is sort of uh, the, let's say it's like the basket of gifts, right? Or, or the basket of, of serving, either one works. Um, and we put ourselves in, in a, little, a little shape, call it a square, somewhere in that, in that bigger circle. And we place ourselves there and then box around ourselves what, um, what we're basically capable of doing with the talents or the gifts that we have. Um, and it's, it's a good place to start, but we're not, we're not doing much down here. Now, where the, where the magic really happens is when we get outside of that little comfort zone that we have for ourselves, that we, that we placed ourselves in based on what we think of ourselves, and we go outside to something that's a little bit uncomfortable for us or very uncomfortable for us. And that's where we find that we can reach more people, we can have a bigger impact, and that's where we find where a spiritual gift is. So... We're, we only have two slides left, but we're going we're gonna to stop here in Joshua 24 for, for a minute. Verse 15 says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Serving God is not a job for the casually interested. It's not, it's not easy. It's not glamorous at times. Um, it's costly service. God asks us for, for our life. Um, when, we, when we make Jesus Lord, he's asking us for our life in return yeah, so right. that we can greater his kingdom here. Um, he doesn't want service to him um, to just be a passing thing that we do when we have time. He wants it to be a priority right. and a pastime. Um, he doesn't want the leftovers of, of our life's commitments. He wants, he wants the first of our, of our life's commitments. Amen. So how do, we, how do we actually practice this? I thought there was a very interesting perspective in this book. Um, and it was that it's great to serve outside of the church. But if you were serving outside the church, the chances are very good that you're in that self-righteous serving and you're doing what you want when you want. Um, and you're not necessarily doing what God wants you to do. Um, so the author proposed, um, and I think it's a very, I think it's a very real and, and, and true idea that in order to, to roll over into serving outside of our church, we need to start by serving in our church. Um, that's really where we where we learn the discipline, where we can discipline ourselves um, to use our talents, but to also do something that's a little bit outside of our comfort zone. Um, and if we're able to train ourselves in the church to serve day in and day out um, and, and satisfy God's will that way, it's going to just automatically roll over into the rest of our lives. So, so just some ideas for, for how we can serve in the church. Um, kids' kingdom. Trust me, you will grow in kids' kingdom, even if you have kids. That um, is, is intense, but it's amazing. Uh, the worship team. I think Nick just joined the worship team this year. 
Yeah, it's good. Cool. Great job. A leadership team. You may not feel like a leadership team is something for you, but why not? Someone, someone's got to be on it, and um, everyone has great ideas, and, and get out of your comfort zone. Family group leader. We have a lot of family groups, and last time I checked, this church was growing. We have babies all over the place. So those family groups are only going to get larger and, and more of them out there. Um, the sign duty. Sign you know, sign that, that's one of those, that's one of those Help a out. servitudes. Yeah. Where I didn't even know if Josh was still doing it. No one sees someone put the sign out, but every, every week Josh is out there putting the sign up and taking it down so that visitors know where to go and where to find us. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those tedious jobs that, that God, God sees that, but no one else sees that. No one's thinking Josh for, you know, for putting out the, the sign every week. Who will take um, the signs? Yeah. That's right. Who will take the signs <laughs> among the knights? Yeah. Uh, t- you know, things like like sound duty. I'm sure that someone's in there checking the sound. I'm not even sure who it is. Could be. We Iggy. need Could somebody. Be else. You need someone. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> and maybe you have an idea for something else with with the talents that you know of that that needs to be done. Uh, the the point is that that we need to be serving in the church and and supporting. God's church that way in, in our church. And then by doing that, when we, when we are really at the point where, where we're serving for the right reasons, that's just going to overflow into, into the rest of our lives. Amen. I'm going to leave you, I'm going to leave you with this and I'm not really going to elaborate on it, but this was at the end of the, the serving chapter. And I thought that it was really, really good. Sort of like a wanted job sign. Um, Wanted, gifted volunteers for difficult service in the local expression of the kingdom of God. Motivation to serve should be obedience to God, gratitude, gladness, forgiveness, humility, and love. Service will rarely be glorious. Temptation to quit place of service will sometimes be strong. Volunteers must be faithful in spite of long hours, little or no visible results, and possibly no recognition except from God in eternity. Amen. 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 Amen.